0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, a member FDIC.
1: Thanks for listening to the latest Football
2: Digest podcast available on all major podcast platforms. Subscribe now through Apple
1: Podcasts, Spotify, Acast or wherever you get your podcasts from so you don't miss a single episode. Good morning and welcome to a slightly slimmed down Version of the Football Digest Weekly podcast. I'm hoping that I uh, have a number of um very soon. But Andy Dunn is here with me, my colleague from the Daily ben, Matt Dun from the Daily Express is also here. So nice to see you guys. And what a week it's been really in the um in in the most thrilling and in, an incredible title race. I mean, the one thing is that it is it, it will go into the final week of the season, which I think mm-hmm. is great but will it go beyond sunday so we'll be having a little look on that really i mean what an incredible week for manchester city what a response um really on sunday and indeed last night kevin de bruyne who needs Al- who needs um uh, erling i was about to say the there. who needs erling Haaland basically when you get kevin de bruyne uh, producing his own um personal quadruple um and then also looking forward to the FA Cup final and we'll call touch on the huge North London derby and the battle for top four tonight as as well, as well as what on earth is happening at the bottom um in the in the relegation scrap and the lead self-imploding. Um Matt, you won't like that, will you? Um and and really Andy, you were at, at City last night yeah. when you at Wolves? um I mean, what a result, what a performance, because, you you, you know, you saw De Bruyne score early on. Wolves equalise, and then City just and De Bruyne in particular just go into overdrive. Big, big players step up in big moments, don't they?
2: Oh, yeah, I mean, he, he was, you know, a step ahead of everyone else last night. You know, he ran the show from start to finish. Could have had more, could have had five himself, maybe six himself, certainly teed up Foden, Sterling for... Uh, opportunities that they wasted. He should have had three assists to his name, as well as the four goals. It was just a, an unbelievable performance. Um, it was strange, you know, because it, in a way, you mentioned Wolves equalised. It was almost too easy for City. Uh, generally, when De Bruyne scored early on, I thought this really could be. It could be an awful lot. This could be double figures, and then they scored on the break. And you know, strange enough, you know, if, 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 if Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool want to sort of um, clutch in any straws one I would clutch if I was them is that is that actually even though you know they absolutely hammered Wolves every time Wolves actually did manage to spring a counter attack City looked really vulnerable you know mm-hmm. they, they scored from one they went close from others Um, you know Zinchenko had you know a torrid time at left back he is a left winger really isn't he I mean Cancelo obviously pushes on they obviously lost Laporte, they're obviously already without Walker, without Stones, without Diaz. Laporte went off injured, and I can guarantee you that he's not playing again for the rest of the season. You could hear his, the, the scream from up in the stands. Wow. Um, he eventually went off, collision with him in there is accidental. So, without him, Finn and Dina, who played centre half last night, also went off early. So, they ended up with, with Ake there, and Rodri dropped back in. Now, they can play Rodri there, possibly. Aki, if he's fit, because he's carrying knock as well. So I would say that the one hope that Liverpool fans have is that West Ham, who, you know, are a better side than Wolves in their home stadium, who have something to play for, who are coming off the back of a, of a good league win, mm-hmm. um, dangerous. I would expect the likes of, you know, Antonio and Jared Bowen and Ben Rahman maybe if he starts to cause City some problems. Mm. The problem is that on that sort of form, and the sort of form I was there on Sunday against Newcastle, I was there last night, and on that sort of form, they look like scoring every time they go forward, which Mm. is a lot. So, Mm. you know, to balance it out, it doesn't matter how vulnerable you are, if you've got Kevin De Bruyne in that sort of form. Imagine if he had the right foot. I mean, he'd be Mm. absolutely sensational, wouldn't he? It, it, It was just... I mean, it it was just, you know, to watch him play. You know, I was talking to um, a couple of ex-pros there last night, you know, about Matty Holland, actually, the first lad I was talking to after the game. he said, you know, as as an ex-pro, you just, you know, you've appreciated so much the way that he looks quick. He looks physically quick. He's not overly physically but he looks it because he's mentally one step ahead. So he knows what's happening two phases ahead. Every time the ball comes towards him, you can see he's already thinking not just the next pass, but the pass after that. You know, and he was doing that for his for his goals. You, you know, the interaction with Bernardo Silva, the interaction with Raheem Sterling. He see he is seeing so far ahead of the game, where others are only seeing the immediate future. And he sees so far ahead. And he was just um he was just sensational. And also everything around him. You know, Bernardo Silva was great, Foden was Phil Foden. You, you know, it was just they, they look irresistible going forward. So as I say, you know. What I took from last night, apart from the the KDB masterclass, was that, listen, there's a chance that West Ham or even Villa in the last game of the season, the Etihad might cause Manchester City some problems because they, you know, Stranger seems to say they are basically down to the bare defensive bones. They might even have to play Egan Riley, I guess, you know, um, as cover. Um, They are down to the bare defensive bones, but... Um, to make up for that, they are, you, you know, they are. Um, it's funny. It's funny you mentioned John. And, and we all, we all do it to say, you know, it's such a thrilling title race, but it is, it isn't, it isn't. You know, for <laughs> a game last night, thinking, well, is it going to be a thrill? And, and are Wolves going to nick something? Well, five minutes into the game, you're saying to yourself, you know, what, what was I thinking of? You know, I mean, I mean, literally, what was I? You know, was I just bored when I was thinking in the car, um, Wolves might nick something? Mm-hmm. Because the, because these these two teams, I know Villa made a better fist of it against Liverpool, but you know they're just they're just too good. They're, they're too good yeah. for everyone
1: else. Simple as that. Yeah,
2: yeah. And of course, yeah. of course, they might get better.
1: Yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, Matt, the only thing I would say in, in in balance that I mean, Andy actually sort of kind of did you know plot this plot this theory. Is that West Ham have got something about them? They're a good team, yeah. aren't they? You know, is this the, you know, bearing in mind that City do have these defensive issues, do have defensive frailties, we've seen West Ham produce good performances and big results this season. I mean, I think they beat Liverpool at home, didn't they? Um, You know, it's, it's possible. If you think of, if you analyse all the games that are left... Surely this is the one, isn't it? This is, the, this is the potential banana skin. This is the potential upset in, in the title race,
3: man. You, you think, you say more so if Antonio had any sort of formal fitness yeah. um, mm-hmm. up top. That's what West Ham have been kind of missing in, in these really big games. But, I mean, Jared Bowen's been superb. Um, they, they have got individuals and a system that is sound, and Declan Rice as well uh, has been superb. Um, so, yeah, there is a chance perhaps for a battling draw. I don't know if West Ham will quite have the cutting edge to, to win it, but, you know, you, you, you hope so. I mean, it'll be a, an emotional day because it'll be uh, the farewell to Mark Noble for West Ham. So mm. I think they'll, they'll be up for it for that, if nothing yeah. else. Um, Do they the start thing... him, Matt? Do they start him? <laughs> I don't know if they... I mean, Moisey's got a duty to, to be fair to the to the sort of integrity of the competition as mm. well. I don't know. Um, you know, he started in recent games um, and has had a bit of a swan song there. Um, I, it's got to be difficult because the last thing you want, he wants to give him his chance to say goodbye, but he doesn't want to, you know, sort of embarrass him because uh, he isn't quite the player he, he was. And and I think West Ham fans, if they are, you yeah, know, Mark Noble's always been about the team. Hmm. But he'd hate to feel that his interests were being put ahead of West Ham's and the chance of a famous win at home. So um, whatever decision he'll make, he'll probably make it with Mark Noble. But uh, my feeling is he'll come on to a hero's reception late in the game um, uh, uh, and see out his his London Stadium career um yeah. short of the soccer game which he's playing in which is always worth the mention for the fantastic good causes that that does as well but uh yeah so he's playing back there for the england team um yeah. ironically uh <laughs> so uh um <laughs> next month in in that charity games is very final uh finale but no he's, he, he's a great player west ham fans will be in the mood for it they've had a fantastic season mm. they, You know, they know that's going to be the usual lap of honor at the end of the uh at the end of the last home game of the season and um you know so so, so the fans will be up for it and what regardless of what they say is funny because suddenly it's it's a stadium with a fantastic atmosphere isn't it when mm. like, fans are on it for this for a ground that you know wasn't a football stadium and you know destroyed or any sort of atmosphere yes it won't be Upton Park on the last day as it was against Manchester United that day I was there but but it'll still be something for, for Manchester City to think about what I would say is they always seem to up their game at the London Stadium and the number mm-hmm. of times I've seen them rattling five goals there just because they seem to enjoy that stage more than anybody um, I think at one stage they'd scored more start of when they played them in the Carling Cup as well as the league I think they'd scored more goals at the London Stadium than West Ham had um, but, uh, but yeah y- y- you go in hope but it could easily, like you say, it could be a, a hard bit and one or draw. But it could be another five goal romp for City. It depends yeah. what sort of mood they're in. Yeah,
2: em- yeah. Emotional day, John. Farewell to Martin Noble and Declan Rice. It will be double.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: West Ham say no. Only one of those. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh God. Let's let's touch on that. I mean, no, what, you know. Sure Come on, I think that's a funny story. I think that's a funny story. Come on, this is a this is not a battle. It struck me yesterday when I read those stories, this is not a battle between, uh, you know, basically player and club. Yeah. It felt like more of a battle of, you know, publicity, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, a bit of a PR. Because West Ham clearly wanted it out there that they're offering Declan Rice, you know, their the stuff. A year deal, probably, yes. Yeah, a 30-year deal, basically, ah. you know. Um, which includes, you know, which includes, a, 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 you know, a chairmanship clause at the end of it. But I mean, yeah. it's and then, you know, doesn't that tee it up so that basically they can look the good guys? Meanwhile, yes. Declan, Declan Rice, who's got three years left, clearly is in no hurry to sign whatever. But you can see his commitment week in, week out. Yeah, you know, it, you know, he's being set up almost. You know, I don't know. It just
3: yeah just struck me
1: in, in my cynical way. I was thinking, wow, West Ham got in early then.
3: Yes, they they
2: are, and and I don't really think there's any need. I I totally agree with you. I think it is a a question of like you know laying the groundwork for who's the good guy, who's the bad guy, etc. No, in this case, and and in this case, I really don't think there's any need to do that. You know, I I think it is. You know, listen. Well, you'd like to think most people, you know, looking on or grown up about the matter. And as you say, you know, Declan Rice. The one thing he will never do is down tools. He'll never agitate for a move. Mm. But, we're, you know, West Ham are, are you know, they're, they're sensible enough to know that, you know, Champions League football for a guy who is now establishing himself as one of, you know, a premier international player, mm. so important to his country um, and, you know, considers himself, you know, quite rightly, to be in that sort of cabal of players who are, you know, truly elite. then it, it, it's, it's clear that, you know, there, there will be a move... In the pipeline, and and I just think the best thing for them to do is to is, is just do it sensibly for West Ham to get the best money they can for him, for him to choose the best option, um, and whether that be this summer, as I half joked then, or the following summer, you know, again, it, it doesn't it doesn't particularly matter. So I, I don't think anyone needs to sort of play any games. I think Rice will move from West Ham you know, this summer. This he's summer. <laughs> My only, I thought this summer, my only thing about that is, is that you need to sort of consider where he's going to go. Yeah. You know, and you just wonder, with the way, for example, that Manchester City are doing their business, I'm sure we'll come on to Alf uh, as you called him before, pal. Um, um, <laughs> I'm, he's I'm good, sure front. Hey, By the way, do you actually think, oh, I'll come back to that other thing. No, go on, back. go on. No, I was going to say about De Bruyne's celebration and and whether it was a Harland or not. But anyway, um, but yeah, I was going. What I was going to say about Rice? Yeah, I, and I, and I do think he'll go. But I think the question is this summer, whether or not this summer, you know, he has to go to somewhere where where he really wants to be. So you know, not just because the time has come, but if it's right. So what I was going to say about, for example, Manchester City's transfer business is, that, you know, they've signed. You know, obviously last summer they signed a big name in Jack Grealish, this summer they're signing a big name in Erling Haaland. Mm. And I just wonder, I just wonder whether or not he might think, well, you know what, you know, obviously United will be an option, but then he's going somewhere without Champions League football with a squad who are going to give no guarantees of getting Champions League football, even the following season, with a manager who's unproven in the Premier League. Does Rice think, well, you know what, I have one more season at West Ham? and maybe then i will be the marquee signing at manchester city team to produce every summer maybe i'll be the marquee signing in the summer of 2023 i wonder you know and mm. and i'm sure he'd love to play um, at city and you know guarantee winning trophies i just so my my, my gut feeling is that maybe it will be next summer because only because of he might have more options of where to go if united is is one of the only options then
1: I'm not sure that's the right move for him right now. No. See, I have a problem with 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 Rice to City. In that, blimey, what about Rodri? I just yes. think Rod. I mean, you know, the same. Yeah. Effective, I mean, Rod. You know, Rice will always argue is a bit more box to box than Rodri. Well, why but City? He's been he's been 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 City. Now. Yeah. I just feel Rodri. Rodri. Why on earth do you need to replace? I think well, we you get, don't get need carried to be away nice with little Englander.
2: No, but you, you know. but, but you need to replace. You know, I, I, I mean, Fernandino. It. It's his last season. You know who's who's a stand-in for Rodri and can play on San Fernandino. Gundogan, I would have thought, would have one more season, maybe. I think he, in interviews he's given, he's <laughs> suggesting that, that that he may want to move on. So, if you think that maybe Gundogan and Fernandino, I mean Fernandino definitely, and in, in a year's time, in the summer of 2023, it looks different. You know, uh, yeah. and by then he might have Rodri playing centre half or in goal or something. You never know. <laughs> um But. I just think I, I I just think that that if you say well, Rice is gonna go, well, where's he going to? We don't know who's buying who's buying Declan Rice? Chelsea, I assume, would be an option.
1: Um I just don't see why he goes to Manchester United. No. Yeah. Jeremy, let's test your can you can you Oh he's back can he he's can back
0: he can can...
1: He sorry? Pardon? Yeah. <laughs> oh boom boom yeah, it we did we really did. We really did. Not about? least not least for your input on whether My Declan fight. Rice about Declan Rice and Man United. Any any chances this summer?
0: Um listen, I think obviously United would love to sign Declan Rice, yeah. one of the probably the best sold midfielders in Europe. Um I just I've, I've read, read and heard so many stories about it. I just I just Look, if, if if Man United you about
2: it, <laughs> Man, yeah, United,
0: Man, that's United, yours. Man United are obviously <laughs> in the Champions League next season. That's the next logical move in it to join a club that can give him Champions League football. But the other issue is, you know, he's earning peanuts at West Ham compared to what he can earn at Man United. When he when he links up with England next month, and you know, people say, "Oh, I'm earning sixty grand a week at West Ham," they will just some players will just laugh at him. So he can earn in tri- triple, triple that at Man United. So listen, that depends what his motivation is, doesn't it? If he wants to earn a fortune, go to Man United because they give they give cash away to anyone these days. But I mean, look, it, 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 does he view move to Man United as a positive one because there's such a big job there? How long is it going to take them to get back to being at a point where they can be challenging for, for honours again? It's probably going to be two, three, four years. So he may that might put him off. But look, he won't be short of suitors, will he, this summer?
1: No 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 he won't be Matt Matt, we were talking we were talking we sort of slightly digressed we were talking about Man City and Haaland I mean me, Haaland just looks I mean you know listen we've only seen snatches right but I mean it's just the, the, the stuff that you have seen you know breaking records before him his age his potential the transfer fee I mean it's it's it, that's an amazing bit of business, isn't it, from, from, from Manchester City? In fairness, and it, 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 has it got the rest of the Premier League running scared? Do you think?
3: Oh, I mean, I don't. Yeah, I think they were already halfway to running scared anyway. But it's got to be the most exciting arrival in the Premier League for a long time. I'm thinking in terms of potential what he could do. It's not just a, a grace and favour one season wonder. He's of an age where he could change you know, Premier League football and, you know, we'll be saying Harry who in terms of Premier League records, you know, Shearer's records out there, you know, everything, you know, he could rewrite the whole Premier League history books if that's not a contradiction in terms, given how short-lived the Premier League has been. Um, but, um, but yeah, no, it's a fantastic signing, you know, and again, City have shown their patience. They waited for Guardiola. They, you yeah, know, they've waited for this one. They, they they didn't panic and they could have signed Harry Kane, last summer, but, you know, if they've gone on, won the title without a striker again uh, and then got Haaland, you sort of think, well, they've not done too badly out of that, um, especially sort of price-wise. And, uh, and he continues a rich tradition of Haaland's playing in that blue shirt. You know, it's a, a, a fantastic signing all round. Yeah it's, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see because the one thing you could point to City is that they haven't had that finishing touch. And you know, since Aguero was in his pomp, and now they have again. And you think, my goodness, how much better can they get? Yes. You've got yeah,
0: Scott. last two games. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well no, I, oh, yeah,
1: yeah. I, I, Andy, Andy, you were shaking your head.
2: Oh, uh, I mean, Matt
1: was talking honestly, not that.
2: I me, mean, totally I mean, but no, no. N- this they point. have been lacking a yes. finishing touch, just the 94 Premier League goals. Yeah, <laughs> only another 100 this season. The finishing touch, I mean, he's always struggled for goals, Pep in this city side, haven't they? I mean, it's just ridiculous. They don't need, they don't need Haaland. I mean, obviously, you're buying because he's.
1: No, yeah, I'm, I'm with Matt. But, I'm
2: with Matt on this. But, I'm, I'm, but, but, but listen, so, so, so this idea, you know, Owen oh, City haven't got, you know, and any sorts of goal scorers, attackers. All, right, all right then. All right then. Does
1: Haaland, does Haaland detract all from cities? Huh? Does Haaland detract from cities' attacking prowess? Because you know, if you are looking to the all-round team of this amazing team that can score goals from Bernardo, they can score goals from Sterling, they can score goals from Marius. Yeah. You know, basically, I mean, it's astonishing. You know, yeah. output. Does having one focal point potentially weaken the options? Well, I mean, it probably won't. It, it could do, you know. I mean, he it, it doesn't I don't fit think it in. will, by the way. Sorry.
2: I don't think it will. I don't think he particularly fits into the way, you know, the Guardiola plays. And I don't think particularly, I suspect it's probably not a Guardiola signing in the same way that probably Jack Grealish wasn't a Guardiola signing. Listen, I have a theory on this. And this, first of all, it's indisputable that his release clause. Is great value, and and he is, you know, a sensational prospect. Um His record in in, in Germany is is fantastic. He could be just as Matt says he could, um, you know, he could be a huge success, and probably will be a huge success in the Premier League. However, I think, in a way, and this has always gone on, by the way, this is nothing new. I think, and, and, and again, the same applies to when City bought Greenish last summer for his release clause of hundred million. Holland's release clause now. I think to a certain extent. And again, this has always gone with the top clubs. It's almost as if the double whammy to it is, one, he may well be a fantastic success, like Greenwich might have been or might be, but, you know, he's he's obviously struggling to adapt. Haaland might be similar. But on the flip side, the other positive for City to it is that it stops someone else. Yeah. Haaland is now out of the ground. Imagine Haaland in Real Madrid's team, Barcelona's team, Chelsea's team, or or, or whatever, you know, it, that's always been the case. Is, is it? Because because listen, on the face of it, this idea that City need a conventional centre forward, need someone to finish chances, it's just nonsense. They score goals for fun, you know. How many goals do you want to score? More than one hundred and fifty a season, two hundred a season, ten a game. You know, they score goals. The amount of goals they've scored under Pep Guardiola, the amount of times they've scored four or more in a game, it's ridiculous. You know, they—it's they, not like they've ever struggled for goals. So this idea they need someone—a fox in a box, a big set target man to get the ball over to—is absolute nonsense. It is just utter nonsense. The goal difference is almost seventy. You know, it—it's—it's it, it's just a fallacy that they have to get away. However, however, obviously he may well be a raging success, but now they are—they're getting a squad now. So what happens to Raheem Sterling next season?
1: Well, he's I'll got a year left. Silver. He's got, got, got a year it. left. And okay. If you're getting this guy in, someone's you know, got to be out.
2: You're mm? If you're getting this guy to play in regularly, then someone else is going to get less and less game time. And that well, someone there. else will be yeah. someone like Sterling or Grealish or Mares or Silver. Or, or what does it say about the chances of Cole Palmer coming through or McAtee coming through or Liam DeLapp? Mm. You know, to it me, it's, I, I, it's great, it's exciting, they're playing brilliant football, but. In terms of the anti-competitiveness of of it and what it does for the league, I think it's. I, 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 you know, it doesn't. It doesn't. I would not get excited about what it is doing to the league because let's face it: if it wasn't for Liverpool, it would be a Bayern Munich-style dominance from City right now, and that's what it could be. Let's face it: about to win the league for the fourth time in five years, and they go up and buy Erling Haaland when they've already got about twenty attacking players. Who will chip in to score 100 goals between them? So, to me, Andy, me, I'm say,
0: too, as enthusiastic as you chat about it, I just, just, I do, just, I do agree with you, Andy, when you say, you know, City um, so do score a lot of goals, but what one, the one blip they've had this season is not beating Real Madrid in that semi-final. Yeah. We're all there at the Etihad when they had, they had Madrid on the ropes. Um, there could have been three or four goals up by half-time in that first leg. I just think Haaland might. If had Haaland been playing that night, they probably they probably would have gone through, wouldn't
1: they? I, I agree absolutely. with you. I totally I, agree with that. He makes a difference I, in that game.
0: No, 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 no. I
2: could not disagree with you more. Bo. No. I could not disagree with you more. Absolutely not. It's not, not not if they'd had a Haaland, right in that game. Not if they had a Harland, but if they'd had a defense. Look, City scored five goals in the semi-finals of a Champions League. Go through go through the record books and see how many teams have lost a semi-final. When they've scored five goals, and it's not many, if any at all, the, you know you can't turn around and say, "Well, well." So what you're saying is actually, City failed because they didn't score six, seven, eight. No, they failed because they allowed Real Madrid to score five goals. I mean, that, that, that's that's how they failed. I mean, let's get that right. I, I mean, uh, sorry, six goals. Was it five or six? But, but but that's how they, oh, six goals in the end. That's how they failed. You know, they failed because they gave away a stupid penalty. You know, they failed because Jack Grealish didn't close down the cross uh, and, and Rodrigo headed it in. You know, let's not leave that. Blaming when you score five goals in the semi-final and still get beat, I'd suggest that your problems aren't necessarily striking. Your problems are conceding goals.
1: let's move on, on to the other team in this title race who also happened to just to be figuring in the um, FA Cup final on um, Saturday as well. I mean, Matt, I was at Aston Villa the other night and I must say, you know, I was surprised at Klopp's lineup. But then also when I guess you see the players that did play and the way that they did look tired, they did look a bit jaded. It was an important victory. Does, does, is fatigue coming into, into play here? I mean, obviously, it's odds against them now really winning the league and therefore maybe the quadruple's gone. But there's still three trophies up for grabs, isn't there? They've won one, two mm. more to come. Do you, do you still fancy them for a treble? I think the way,
3: I think the, way they, um, the modern sports science is, the fatigue is a mental fatigue more than a physical fatigue. Uh, and it's easy to feel fatigue when you've got a trip to Aston Villa, which is potentially tricky. No real glamour attached to it. If anyone's going to an FA Cup final feeling mentally tired, then, then then they're in the wrong profession. And I think what they've done all season shows that they're not doing too badly at their jobs at, at the moment. Uh, and uh, and I think they'll be up for it. And, and there's no question about it. And now it's really coming to to a pinch. They'll be. I mean, the fatigue's got to set in when. Every week you think City could slide and they don't. You know, mm. you're going to be tired of that, certainly. Um, uh, and that, that's it. It's going to be different on Saturday. They'll be bang on up for it, not least because they know that they've got to cling on to what trophies that they can because, you know, the title is, is slipping from their fingers. Um, the Champions League is going to be huge. And uh, for all the talk of the quadruple to end up just with uh, the League Cup is, it's going to be a disappointment for them. So I think Klopp will get them fired up. They won't look tired. They won't feel tired on Saturday. Um, But come Monday, if they haven't got the result they want and City win on the following day, I imagine they'll be shattered mentally and almost broken, you know, if this weekend goes badly for them. And that could have a knock-on effect for the rest of the season all the way through to the final, you know, in Paris. So, um it's a big weekend for them. And I think they mm. need to win the FA Cup to keep momentum and their belief that they're, that this is a successful season going. Mm. Uh, Jeremy, it's easy to forget in this, right? That it's pretty unusual,
1: isn't it? That you, you, you're you in a final. I mean, Chelsea are the other team in this. I think everyone just sees Liverpool and think right, okay. But Chelsea upset City in the Champions League final last season. If they lose on Saturday... It will be the third FA Cup final defeat in a row. That's pretty, you know, damned unusual, frankly. Mm. Are we overlooking Chelsea as a threat here? Because, I, I you know, I know they've been patching of late. Uncertainty around the club maybe plays into it. Are we dismissing Chelsea a bit too lightly here?
0: Well, yes, certainly. I was at Leeds last night. I know Leeds Leeds didn't have much of a game, (laughs) to be sure. Well, they did put up a fight until until Dan Jones... amongst themselves. Yeah. (laughs) So it was perfect preparation for them last night. I mean, that was the first win in, I think, four games. So um, their form Mm. has been um, patchy, as you say. But, you know, they've probably known for a while that they're probably going to finish in the top four. So... Maybe they've lacked a bit of motivation in that that aspect of the season, and they've been saving themselves for this game because um, you know their season rests on this game on Saturday. If they win the mm. cup, it'll have been a successful season. And they're still the defending, they're still the European champions. Let's not forget. And I we not about to crown a new team, but um, and they were look played well last night. You know they they had a mm. they had some good attitude about them. Lukaku looked good. Mounts playing well. Um, obviously the lost Kovacic um, to that crude challenge from Dan Terrific. James but he'll be out um, by the sounds of it but listen these two teams had a great game uh, it was a great game in the League Cup final it lacked goals obviously it was a really good game mm. uh, with a dramatic finish in the, with the penalty shootout so you, you fancy Liverpool you know they want to mm. win a treble um, they could even still win a quadruple it's probably not going to happen that But um, so I expect Chelsea to, to, to push them hard I don't think there'll be much in it on, on Saturday really
1: wow yeah. yeah, and Andy, are they looking tired, Liverpool? Because tiredness, is fatigue, the biggest threat.
2: Yeah, I well, I, I, I think it's you know it's one of the issues. Let's face it, it's been absolutely remarkable. Their level of fitness has been absolutely um, you know incredible. I was at the the Villa game. I was at the Liverpool Spurs game at Anfield last Saturday night, and um, and you know just then I did see signs that maybe they were as... Um Robertson, obviously, I think, got taken off in that game and missed mm. the other game. But then are you surprised with the amount of work he's done this season? You know, their energy levels are just, I mean, I mean astonishing. And 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 it's bound to tell at some point. I mean, I I, know, I understand what Matt says about the mental side of it. But I do think also the way they play the game physically has got to tell in the end. I mean, it really, really must. And listen, they've been fortunate to the extent that, you know, while every other, you know, to, to actually arrive at this stage of the season or well, certainly up until last week, you know, with pretty much a clean bill of health. I know Firmino had a bit of an, an issue, but essentially they've had a really big squad to choose from and they've been able to chop and change. So I do think that, that, that they look a bit tired and I think their style of play will tell. I think, ironically, you know, they will have the break. I mean, it's almost, you know I mean, they're certainly not, as they showed on on um, was it Tuesday in Villa, you know, they're not going to start... Given up in, in in the Premier League, you know. I mean, even if City win at West Ham, then Liverpool will do all they can to win at Southampton and then obviously beat Wolves at home. However, you know, a little bit of you does think, I wonder if his best, you know, that he would sort of almost almost welcome, in a sort of inevitable way, that City are going to win the title anyway, the chance to, after the cup final, to give, you know, some key players some good rest before that date with Real Madrid in Paris on the whenever it's twenty eighth of March, mm. because let's face it, Real Madrid can do that. You know they mm. in the league last week, you know, or whenever it was. Week actually before before the City game,
1: wasn't it? So about three months ago, really. They're gonna <laughs> yeah, <it's>,
2: yeah, <laughs> years ago. So they're gonna be so they're gonna be well refreshed. And you just wonder now. It's it's it, it's a it's a tough schedule. You know if you're playing, you know, in a way, it's almost worked against them that they've that they've kept tabs on City yet City have kept ahead because. You know they've got now three, what could be three intense games, in the space of of eight days ahead of a champions Champions League final, so it, it will tell on them. And I, I agree with everyone. I agree what Jess says about Chelsea. You know, I just think they you know, they're a good team, they're a good team, a good squad. You know, and maybe subconsciously they have just been thinking, well, you know what, we're going to play Champions League football next year, and we've got a big game at Wembley. Of course, which will... We all know what cup finals are like. They, they, mm. they, they're they the test of, of endurance as well. So, yes, I, I think, you know, if, if I look at it now and think, well, there's three titles of the quadruple, there's three titles left to Liverpool to go for, I think the one that they would most likely win of those three is the Champions League final. Mm, well, yeah.
0: Well, I, well, really, I, I, I couldn't call final. it, Sorry. Sorry. sorry, I was just going to say the cup final will be Liverpool's 60th game this season. Yeah. I mean, and I couldn't an call it. It's amount of games to play. But when you challenge it. It mean, is. I don't to, I, oh, 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 sorry, sorry, gone. I was just going to say, you become a victim of your own success, don't you? It's when you challenge him for a quadruple, which has yeah. never been done before. And it's not been done before for, for, for many reasons. But one of the reasons is that, yeah. you know, these players, they're, they're great athletes, but they, they run out of steam. They get injured. Oh, they go through peaks and troughs. You know, it's so demanding and game the game is so fast these days.
2: It, it's. it's- I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to trot out, but I will, my, my old chestnut stats from 1965, no. 66. No. no, it's gone. It's gone, Danny.
3: It? It's, it's a different no, game. No, no. It's a but different
1: game. Liverpool, different, sport. Liverpool, different
2: sport. Liverpool won the league, a 42-game league, got to the final of the European Cup Winners' <laughs> Cup, um, lost to Inter Milan over two legs um, and made progress in the FA Cup, whatever. and they used 14 players. All what season. year is that Klopp Klop wants to use like 24 in one game nowadays. 14. Dunny, what 19, year was that? 1965 to
1: 66. I think that year was Roy was Roy the same year, that. Crossy had his living room wall tapered. <laughs> <laughs> that's his mum's house. <laughs> <I know. laughs> steady, 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 steady. We're moving on here. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um no, I, I look, I, I'm sorry. I, I I really think that's the most ridiculous argument ever. I tell you why, because it's a, it's a pre, you know, it's a, it's almost like playing. I wasn't make an argument. I was
2: just put the stats.
1: Yeah, it's it, it's it's wrong. You know, <laughs> you know, you want to you want slaughter my wallpaper. I'll go ahead. I
3: didn't slaughter him. it. Was him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no. All I was going to say was Matt, the psychology of it that you touched <laughs> about, sort of kind of mentally. The uh, <laughs> Chelsea, you know, if they lose, it's their third in a row final. How much does that play into their thoughts? The other aspect of it, how much does losing, this is a repeat of the Carabao Cup final when we saw a terrific final, despite it being goalless and going to penalties, terrific final, uh, but ultimately Chelsea effectively lose the cup. How much do those two things play into the Chelsea mindset if you if you're a player, how much you're you know are you going to be talking about that, worrying about um, that this week? I think I think it plays. I think it. To me, sixteen, I'd say
3: a a not at all, and b when you get close to penalties. I don't think the previous cup final they've won. Cup final, they've won the European Cup final. Then they're, mm. they're not worried. It's not like Spurs and their blind spot about cup finals that they have had. You know they've lost a couple of FA Cup finals. I don't think that's going to play hard in their their thoughts coming to this one. Um, I think what happened early in the season might when, specifically if you do get close to penalties, particularly if that you know, substitutes ball goes up for the goalkeeper all, all the rest of it, you sort of wonder what's he doing, where's he going with all this? Uh, and that might start playing into to people's minds uh, and, and the, the sheer impressiveness of all those penalties when... Um, you know, when it comes to what is a very difficult psychological task, anyway, I think mm. that might start having an impact, uh, whether for good or for bad. I'm not not quite sure what, but it's bound to be in the the swirl of emotions that goes through players' heads. Um, but as for the previous cup final thing, I, I don't think that defines Chelsea particularly. The, you know, the you know just because of those other successes that they've had. Um, I, I think it'd be intriguing because I, I think they'll like the fact that everyone's been going on about city and Liverpool all season. And I think that appealed to Tuchel um, and, and then he'll transfer that onto his players that they are the kind of party poopers that that are spoiling everyone's great records uh, and can actually, you know, stick their head about the parapet and, uh, uh, and claim a little bit of silverware themselves. So, so, I, but, but at the same time, I think Klopp knows that, that Liverpool needs to be focused on, on probably the cup for, for a weekend when they can do something, something's in their own hands and not relying on anyone else but themselves. Mm. And it's a chance for them to say, look, if if silverware's there for us to get, then we'll do our very best to get it. So yeah, it's gonna be an intriguing one. It's gonna be close again. Um hopefully they'll sort it out on penalties before nightfall. Um but uh but there's no guarantee yeah. who happens. do you fancy? I fancy Liverpool just mm. just to mm. edge it. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm got a I I've got a sneaky feeling. I've got, I've got a sneaky feeling about Chelsea. Chelsea. Uh, yeah, um, I agree. I know. Listen, you can't argue against. I think you'll that. go with I the form book for it. once. Yeah, I do. I, I do. I, you know, absolutely. Liverpool are got better side at the moment, aren't they? But basically, I'm sure Tuchel would concede that. But I just, I don't know. I have a sneaky feeling for Chelsea. But, um, but there you go. You anyway, know, listen. Let's move on to the Super Sunday relegation special, as it says here, which, frankly, is all about. Frankly, all about no. Leeds. I mean, you know, what's happened, <laughs> Jeremy? I mean, what's that? Talk, talk, talk me through it. I mean, you know, Luke Kelly, um, brilliant pro, get the moment of madness Sunday. Dan James, blimey, wouldn't hurt a fly, would he? Gets himself sent no. off with the most ridiculous challenge. I mean talk about self destruct shooting yourself in the foot,
0: yeah I was at as I mentioned earlier I was at Ellen Road last night um they have essentially imploded Leeds um mm. look they <laughs> three weeks ago they thought everyone thought at Leeds thought they were safe you mm-hmm. know, and it looked if you looked at the table, you would probably agree with them mm-hmm. um but and they didn't they didn't envisage Burnley putting that little run of wins together, um which changed the whole scenario completely and um There were shambles last night, I've got to say. Uh, There's so much wrong there. Uh, It's been such a chaotic season, the Sack Bielsa, uh, a couple of months ago. I thought this probably won't go down well with Leeds fans, but I think if Leeds get relegated, I don't think you can pin it on Jesse Marsh. I really don't. I mean, this guy has come in um, from the Bundesliga. He's never managed in the Premier League before, and it's such a big ask. Not only to succeed Bielsa who is, you know, as God like at Ellen Road, as mm-hmm. we all know. But but he needed he needs he needed more time than this to, to implement his ideas, um, get to know the players. Um and he, and, he, and he, you know, he's picked up a few wins, but but he's won, he's lost five of his ten games since he came in. They've lost the last three now. Um so I think that the, the decision to sack Bielsa was right. I just think the timing was wrong. Um, and, you know, like you said, the ill-discipline has cost them badly. They've got 100 bookings this season. Well, nine-seven yellow cards and three red. Two have come in the last two games at Arsenal with Ailing, which was three red cards in one, by the way. Yeah. And then yeah, last yeah. night, Dan James, which, you know, saw, saw it last night with my own eyes, and you just thought, I guess oh. a bad one, that. I mean, he, he did actually get the ball, but the follow-through was malicious. It could have broken Kovacic's leg easily. It was a deserved red card and you know they, they, they need aggression they need spirit but they, they need to channel it in the right way and they are really up against it now um, you know the fans were great again last night um, you know they applauded them off the pitch uh, they really deserve better I've got to say um, but when you look at what's remaining for them and the look at the league table and the goal difference it looks really grim for Leeds.
1: yeah I was blown away on Sunday I have to say at the, Emirates. the support was astonishing yeah sensational I mean, the, the well, Leeds fans are something. They've
0: up. Got a lot of injuries. Yeah, picked up two more injuries last night. Uh, Rafinha limped off, and Jack Harrison limped off. Obviously, Ailing and James are both suspended mm. now. Um, and it's got to the point where you just think they're gone. They just look gone. Mm.
1: I mean, they've got Brighton now, haven't they? They have everything.
0: to win that. They have probably have to win that game to, mm. to stand a chance of staying on. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Everton got a point last night, but they're not out of it yet. Everton. You
1: know, they're that, not. They they're they're blew it. Well, exactly. They blew a chance last night. Matt, you and I were both there, yeah. weren't they? I mean, exactly. Burnley.
0: Yeah. Burnley do have three tough games left. Actually, they do. They do. They but do the goal but, difference yeah. is so. That's another thing with BLC. They conceded so many goals when in that run, I mean, they lost six on the trot before he was sat. Prior to that, mm. in, in total, they'd won two of fifteen games. They were getting four, five, six nil. The goal mm. difference is really could come back to haunt them, Ian.
1: Yeah, yeah, Matt, Matt, the, 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 you know Everton last night. It was a great chance to secure their su- survival, wasn't it? Mm. But um, <laughs> it was a shocking, dreadful game, was not
3: it? I mean, yeah, it was. It was. It was absolutely terrible. It was. Whoa. It was e- each of Everton's quite decent individual players taking turns to run at the mass ranks of. <laughs> of the Watford defence and then look up and see nobody else up there in the box with them. It was yeah. the most negative performance that for, for a team that could have just gone there. Go. I mean, we're talking about, uh, well, they were playing against a team who were basically trialling for their championship places. You know, had made seven changes. Um, it, you know, f- there were three teenagers on the bench. He'd left six at a side at home. Um, you know, these were a team already relegated in front of a half-empty stadium because the fans are giving up on them. You know, if you can't go there and take advantage, and to be fair, the Everton twelfth man, you know, came down in in, in mass on mass and sang their hearts out for the entire match. The only entertainment of the game, pretty much. Um, and uh, yeah, it took them fifty-five minutes to get a shot on target. It 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 was just yeah, it was just really. Yeah, it was, it was too much sort of trying to climb steadily out and not enough just saying, come on, this is enough of this stupid season. Let's just sort it out now. Uh, and, you know, if we've got any pride about ourselves, knock off the points now and then say, yeah, let's get bad, best of a bad lot, you know. I mean, the thing is, they've got two home game now. They, well, yeah. they will put the points together, get them to yeah. safety. Um, I, I don't think now there's any way that they are going to go down. but But... Yeah, just for pride's sake, you know, there's ways of doing it. And and I didn't think last night was a particularly clever way of just trying to crawl out of the mess they've dug themselves into. And uh, yeah, I don't think it can be much pride in staying up in that sort of manner. Um, and, and I think for a club like Everton, I mean, Andy would tell us, you yeah, know, mm-hmm. I think it's more than just finishing... A place above the relegation zone. You know, it's it, 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 There needs to be a message to say, you know, this isn't happening again. This 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 was an aberration. You know, we're better than that. Mm. I must say, I think
1: when you look at it, and Lampard spoke about this afterwards. I think if you'd looked at the last three games, you say they've taken seven points from those three games. It would have bitten your hand off. It's mm. a fair point. And the one game that you expect them to win, they don't. You know, and and you know, so. There's clearly a connection there, Andy, between Everton fans and and, and Frank Lampard. And I think if you look at the position that Frank Lampard found himself in, say, two weeks ago, to dig themselves out of this hole has been quite a remarkable, spectacular turnaround, hasn't it?
2: Yeah, no, no, it's, it's been good. And when you say, you know, the connection, yeah, there is a connection there. I mean, it's probably the connection is probably held by the fact that he's not Rafa Benitez. You know, whoever came in after Benitez would have a connection with the Everton fans because the previous manager had none whatsoever. Most ludicrous appointments, obviously, of the last year. Um, and, you know, they... I mean, he's a personal guy, Frank Lampard, isn't he? You know, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I thought he was a wrong appointment for Chelsea, as I've pointed out on many occasions. He's the right appointment for Everton. You, you know, he, 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 the fans will like his attitude... They like the idea that, you know, they like the idea that Lampard has come in to do this job. And, you know, let's face it, you know, Frank being Frank, could probably have, you know, done other things. He probably could have, you know, been the main man, Sky or something, or done the media thing, and he's sort of bought into Everton. You know, he's a sort of high-profile sort of celebrity figure who is, who is buying into, you know, Everton's current, current plight. So, So, yeah... They, they're, they're like him. Hey listen, they, 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 they've also, Everton fans have rallied around because as we mentioned with the Leeds fans, there's this, it's almost like a modern trend, isn't it? Like to sort of not revel in adversity, but to sort of, you know, support your club even more in adversity. And mm-hmm. I, I like that. And that's what Everton fans have done. You know, can you imagine if they were just like 13th or 14th and the season was was like, you know, just petering out into... Into a mundane sort of mediocre finish, there wouldn't be half as much excitement. You know, the fans wouldn't be having half as good a time as they clearly were at Vicarage Road last night, despite what they were actually watching on the field if they were bothering watching it. Mm. So, and and you know, the, the improvements has come around as well. In they've turned results around, you know, against a poor Manchester United team, against a Chelsea team that didn't seem overly bothered, and they put in the effort. You know, I, I mean, in the cold light today, when it comes to to next season, and and as you say, I think. Brentford at home this weekend, Palace at home a week today. You know, I, I, I think, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 99% certain they'll stay up. Um, when it comes, you know, after the the sort of the efforts that's been put in over these last few games, you know, which should be minimum requirement, let's face it, they, they, they need to look at the, the the whole makeup of the squad and, and the direction of the squad and where the goals are coming from and how they're going to get Calvert Lewin back on track, you know, um, probably them defensively, you know, they're going to have to look at most areas of the pitch, you know, because for what for the bottom line is is for the, for the money they've spent, for the recruitment they've made, you know, they shouldn't be scrapping around around there with respect with the likes of Norwich, Watford, and Burnley. No, no. And, and, you know, it, it, it's as simple as that. But they will, they, they will, they will stay up, and you know, it will be Burnley leads. It'll be interesting. I agree with the lads on. The fixtures for Burnley on, you know, I mean, I can't see them getting any spares this weekend, aren't they? Can't see
1: yeah. that twelve noon Sunday, that is. Mm. You know, not great not great for either team that. I mean, you know, I was just gonna to touch on Burnley there. It's a sort of the final aspect of the three there, because it sort of leads Everton and mm. then Burnley. I mean, that's you know the Spurs they play Thursday night for Burnley, London game at twelve noon. Blimey. Not doing anyone any favours there, but you know, and then you look at Burnley's. You know, last last games. It's it's difficult, isn't it? Really. But we we thought a week or so ago. We thought, blimey, Burnley are out of it. And then mm-hmm. Leeds self destruct. Um, masters their own downfall. So. Yeah, I mean, I mean
2: it's it, it's a Leeds situation that, that you know. Can mm-hmm. you see them getting anything from 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 their last two games? You know, It's funny. We mentioned the discipline. It's just utterly bizarre. We were certainly myself and you, Jeremy, were at the the game, the the, the the city game at home. I mean, like you know, they could have had a man sent off there very easily, and in fact, Dallas probably would have been sent off if he didn't break his leg in the mm. process of, of fouling Jack Grealish. So that's where it's that's where it's cost them. And I, I'm, I'm I think the Leeds, you know, I think it's a meltdown that, that, that might save Burnley. Yeah, yeah. And right it might, guys, it, it we're well, we, Sorry, go on. Tell me, Burnley might nick something from 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 from, from their remaining games. Yeah, I suppose so.
1: Yeah, I suppose so. I, I I must say I'm ever so sad to see Leeds go if they go, just because I think it's I don't know. It's one of those things that I look forward to going to Ellen Road. The the atmosphere, I love their chant, love the song, brilliant. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's incredibly song, friendly, isn't it? You know, you never. Oh, they're so warm and welcoming these Yorkshire folks. No, no I, I, I do think Leeds are something special, and I think they're in addition to the Premier League. But
2: last time I was there, he spent the whole game throwing 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 paper missiles at players. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For anyone, their own players
1: even. Yeah, they're just trying to be welcoming. No, I agree. Yeah, I yeah, agree.
0: But they bring something to the party. They do. Be, I mean, if they go down, look, I, I, I'm a Leeds guy, but um, so I'm a bit biased. But you know, got a lot of history, a lot of tradition. It was mm-hmm. the, the Elland Road is a proper play, a proper yep. football place to go. Um, and they're very loyal. You know, they they stayed around at the end last night. They were lost three nil, and the players. Went over to thank the fans, and it was, the noise was incredible. There, there will be a sad miss. The, like, remind me, of Forrest, like Forests are obviously challenging for promotion, aren't they? To come back mm. up, you know, a lot of history and tradition and success in past past lives, and you know, there's a lot about the club. But the the fear would be, obviously, Leeds. Leeds don't tend to bounce back very quickly. Took them yeah. sixteen years, didn't it? So you know, the fear would yeah. be, new do go down. Obviously, Phillips will probably leave. He'll have plenty of offers on the table. Um, Rafinha will go. Um, what will Bamford do? Will he want to stay around in the Championship game? getting Getting lumps kicked out of him for 38 games, 40 games next season? Probably not. So, you know, you do fear what will happen to Leeds if they do get, get relegated.
1: Blimey. Mr Optimism. <laughs> right, OK. So we're finally going to finish on the FA Cup final. I love the Cup. Um, FA Cup final, howlers. And it says here, And so I'll kick off with the Spice Boys outfit. I mean, blimey. Yeah, what an own goal for Liverpool that was. Matt, do you want to kick us off? Yeah.
3: On I'll take you one. I, I th- thought, what, what would Crossy really appreciate? I thought, well, a, a howler by a fellow member of his goalkeepers union um, and an Arsenal defeat. But I, I, had, I had to go back 95 years to find one. But, <laughs> but it's one that still has repercussions today. 1927, the only time the FA Cup left the country. Cardiff City beat Arsenal, and the winning goal slithered under the goalkeeper's jersey uh, and just crossed the line. Um, the guy called Dan Lewis, who subsequently... Um, Lewis. Dan, uh, Dan Lewis? Dan um, Lewis. Uh, no relation, I believe. He was also a Welshman, uh, Yeah, if you're going to go in for conspiracy theories. Um Uh, still under his thing and he blamed the fact that because his shirt was brand new for the cup final it was still greasy and apparently it set in motion a tradition amongst kit men that they always wash a goalkeeper's shirt um, before it's worn for the first time um, to prevent the same thing happening so this is a lucky uh, thing for goalkeepers so that's stuck with us for 100 years so that's a a howler that, that, that yeah still has repercussions today wow wow Jeremy
0: Well, my one of my favourite howlers. Well, it wasn't necessarily a howler; it was just a highly amusing error of judgment by Alan Pardew. Alan Pardew dad dancing back in 2016 (laughs) (laughs) when Palace looked like they were going to go on and beat Man United, and it all went wrong. But the video. I mean, if ever I feel down about something in life, I just. Click on YouTube and type in Alan Pardew dad dancing and watch that clip of that video because it is Brilliant. It's, it's since gone on to say anything. He, he really does regret it because he's never been able to live it down. He never will be able to. But it, it, it we could all relate to it. We've all been there in the discotheque, haven't we, John?
1: <laughs> I don't I, I you know, I really, yeah, I really don't recall. Um yeah, Andy. You
2: know I'm, I'm just I'm just looking because I, I'm trying to find what year it was. I, I I didn't I, I didn't um, I didn't have any of these planned, but does anyone remember? Well, actually, I've got loads of cup final um, <laughs> yeah, sure. howlers. I've got my own, final howler. I've ever told my, own, my own cup final howler. Have you ever told me about my own cup final howler?
1: Does it involve be... Eric Cantona?
2: No, it doesn't. It, although, funny enough, on that day... <laughs> on that that day, was Eric a howler, Cantona, of that, by the way. <laughs> huh?
0: That
2: was a proper howler, that. That was a proper howler, missing Cantona, quitting football. But, but actually, there was a howler in the game as well, because one of my best mates in football, Craig Hignett, was playing for Borough. That day, uh, it was the Borough versus Chelsea, because um, it uh, Borough versus Chelsea final. And his, he, he was told it was his first appearance at Wembley in the Cup final. And he was told by um, uh, his manager, he was, he was manager at Borough then. He wasn't Robert, was he? was he? Yeah, it was Robert. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. And then he, he was told, he was, he, was, he was really nervous. It was his first FA Cup final, his first appearance at Wembley, Higgy. And he was told, like, you know, listen, whatever you do, stay tight to Roberto Di Matteo.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and he's fought after 92nd or something, whatever. <laughs> and there's this picture of Craig sort of flailing his arms around to get to him as he buries this one in the top corner. And then, of course, things only got worse. My good self sort of went, the guy told me it can I was quitting and didn't believe him. But anyway, what are the cup. And talking of talking of Chelsea in the final of, of FA Cup fans and howlers, I don't know when any of you guys were there and that's why I was looking for the date when Chelsea played United and there was a fight in the press box
1: oh yes yes <laughs> yes famous yes and I'm not going to name
2: names I'm not going to mm. name names but I remember answering the phone this is the phone days <laughs> with the organisation wanting a copy and I had to tell them to their report I was in the back of a police van I getting carted off I've <laughs> nut someone in the press box <laughs> Uh yeah. we know we're talking about, both of us <laughs> emotion spilled over. Um, <laughs> I don't know how oh yeah, the cup final myself. We, we 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 qualified, um my my um college team qualified for the Merseyside cup final, and I was playing, and um I, so the next day it was the cup final, and we knew the local paper was going to be taking you know a team lineup pitches before the game. So me and my mates at Spud. Um, We decided the night before to go round to our local mobile hairdressers, Kim, her name was, Mm. to have a wet-look perm, as you did when you were scouts in those days. So we went round and we we got this wet-look perm. And obviously it wasn't like high-end sorts of stuff. The next day, it was like, you know, as as traditionally as Cup Final is, it's a beautiful day, you know. Beautiful, beautiful day, Cup Final day. We had our own sort of little routine. And we went to the game, but we had this, she put this product on, (laughs) That was really obviously really cheap. This wet look product. And basically, we started to play it, and we were mobbed, swarmed by bees and wasps that were attracted <laughs> to the sticky stuff. So. And every time you walk through with a little tricky ball inside, the next minute, bang, you get are <laughs> getting And we got B5-1. And that was um, but the pictures didn't come in the paper. And my wet look pen looked brilliant. I'll show you guys <laughs> the picture it next time round. Gotta see that, do
1: Oh, uh, yeah, I would, man, I, that, that. I, would, I would love to see that. I would love to see that. Yeah, I could just imagine you with a wet look, Perm.
2: Um. But, you know, I mean, I mean, some of the, you know, it, it's, um, it as like I said, that, yeah, those days you know. at Wembley, you, you can imagine me talking about like, you know, my I mate mean, there, sort of when Matteo scored, and they just, you can imagine the nerves that go through some players. But with, look, back to the suits, I mean, I, I didn't think the suits were, I mean, listen, would the suits, would the white suits have been a disaster
1: had they won that game? No, but that's why that's why is it is a disaster, isn't it?
0: If you turn up in you a white suit, you can show you win you the yeah. game.
1: Yeah. You, you Do you have a there.
0: white suit, Donnie? Would you wear one? Oh, I've had a white suit, pal. Of course you haven't had a white suit. <laughs> Blimey, yes. I want to see a picture of you with a perm in a white suit. Yeah, we've got to the two together. A cream, <laughs> cream suit, of course. White suits were all the rage
2: at one point, weren't they? were not they Well, sort of like, you know, I mean,
1: a bit of linen, pal. Never, never, never does any mm. harm. No, I once, I once, I once went to a fancy a film, fancy dress party at one of my pal's houses, and I do, I, well, I, did own a white suit basically, so I thought, right, okay, I'll go as, I go as Al Pacino, um, from Scarface, <laughs> basically. Oh, no. No, okay. Okay. You know,
0: That's not going I'm, any I'm,
1: further than that, pal. Well, no, 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 Antonio. Did you Mont- take a chance, but, um, but no, I did Obviously, I didn't, you know. But basically, it's clearly got blonde hair, so I, you know, did the old spray and sort of, you know, black hair. Yeah. And, and you know what's coming. Obviously, by the time I've arrived, by the time I've walked there, basically, you know, I've got my shoulders covered in black head hair dye, hair dye, and the suit is no more.
2: Well, it, it, it's, I know we're going to wrap up, but but here's one for you, and I can't remember whether he, or in the past experience, whether FA Cup final day, like we we all we all love we all love the tradition. We love the whatever, even though it doesn't traditionally kick off a quarter four quarter five, but will or should Klopp wear a suit and should wear a suit
1: no don't care have
2: we ever seen Klopp in a suit
1: no don't think I have actually no me don't either. think I have no it's a strange one isn't it wow
0: the lot, so the traditions should... have got, a lot of the traditions have gone haven't they done yeah but should they because wear a suit is still a great occasion but it, it's just so different now to what yeah, it was 20-30 yeah, years ago yeah. yeah. you won't yeah. see Klopp wearing a carnation and a, a three piece will you no no definitely not Anyway,
1: guys, thanks so much for joining. Been really, really, really good fun, and I, I cannot wait for the, um, cannot wait for the FA Cup final on Saturday. So there you go. So, anyway, guys, yeah, thanks for tuning in. See you same time, same place next week.